Hey, good morning, my friends. Skip here for our next episode of Finding Meaning. I do hope all things are well with you in your life. Sitting here on a Sunday morning, January 30th at 9 a.m., almost 9 a.m. I got a great sleep last night. Sitting here with my faithful dog. He, uh, he's on my lap. I'm in my lazy boy. My studio, if you will. And uh, <clears throat> uh, we have, uh, we've had our dog here for several years. We're not exactly sure how old he is. Uh, we adopted him. Uh, we're, uh, the vet thinks he might be 10 or 11 years old. But he's such a, he's such a sweet dog. He's a beagle spaniel mix. Uh, he's he's just the best dog. So uh, my dog and I are gonna gonna offer you a podcast. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you that uh, this this topic is not. This is actually my second take on this podcast. I got about six minutes in the first time, and uh, had to delete that because I was struggling with unpacking everything that this topic deals with. So I'm going to hopefully get through it this time. So what I want to talk about today is our programming that tells us that we have been taught that seeks revenge rather than healing, that seeks to shame and guilt and punish rather than to heal, to offer transformation. And I think the reason it's so difficult to talk about is because it's so difficult to do. <laughs> we are so trained, my friends, to react to other people out of a sense of vengeance and punishment and hatred and shame and guilt that we have told ourselves, we have taught ourselves that, that sometimes we just got to do what we got to do. We just, we got to teach that person a lesson or we've got to make things right or because this person has triggered something in us, we, we have to ex- exact uh, the, the right amount of shame and guilt upon this person uh, to feel better about ourselves. The sad irony of that programming is that we never really feel better about ourselves. Uh, think about the resentments that you have carried. We all carry them. I, you know, I have them. Think about the resentments towards other people that we all carry and have those resentments healed you. <laughs> no, they haven't. Uh, they may temporarily make you feel justified in a behavior, but they've not healed you. Now, I will tell you, folks, that, you know, people have really hurt me in my life. And I know I've really hurt people in my life. (laughs) And I think it's true of all of us that we can, if we're we're seriously self-aware, if we're serious about being self-aware, we can understand that we have really done some harm to people. Uh... And we all know already 
that people have done harm to us in many ways. Uh, maybe you have been through a divorce. Maybe you have had someone uh, take something of yours. Maybe you have someone who, who at your work or at your school or what have you, that just is out to get you. I mean, there's a plethora of, of things to choose from because we humans treat each other very poorly because we don't know ourselves. We, we don't know ourselves. We don't, we don't know our motives. We don't know our own agenda. And therefore, people act out in ways that harm one another. Now, I'm not saying that there shouldn't be accountability in our world. But I think that accountability, be it personally or sociologically, has to be done out of a deeper sense of the worth of the person who, who does the harm. Now, this is hard, folks, because we want to categorize, we want to put away, we want to cancel, we want to punish. Let me give you an example. <clears throat> uh, I was in a conversation years ago, and I remember this conversation. I don't, I don't know why, but I remember it. Uh, and because it, it struck me as as being, uh, it, it, let me tell you about it. I was talking with a friend, a dear friend, a friend whom I care about deeply, and they were expressing their disdain, their hatred, their uh, they were they were expressing a judgment of people who were addicted. Uh, and because of their addiction, they were leading a criminal life. And they were, this person was calling these people worthless and, and shame on them. And, you know, uh, they should all be locked up. They should all be, they're, they're worthless because they're, they're committing crimes and they're addicted to drugs. Well, my friend was expressing, I think, a fairly common way of understanding, um, a common way of, of trying to, to uh, compartmentalize or quantify how to deal with people who are addicted and criminal. But I thought back to all those people, all those really authentically good people I met when I was helping to facilitate uh, groups in a treatment center in Des Moines, thinking about their families, thinking about how many people shared with me how they feel guilty about the life of crime that they were uh, led into by their addiction and how they wanted to be saved uh, from their addiction, how they wanted to be transformed. Not, not everyone, true, but I think when people got real, at least with me in these, in these groups that I would facilitate, uh, there was a, an, a, a sense that they didn't want to do these things. They just created a reality that compelled them to do it. And I think that you have to, we have to understand that about everyone, not just about addicts. And I wanted to share that with my friend. I wanted to share, you know, hey, 
you're right. These people's behavior sucks and they need to be held accountable, but they need to be offered healing. You can't just judge them, cancel them and do away with them. They are part of the creation. They are part of us. And any one of us could fall into that at any time. Uh, that's not to excuse the criminal behavior. But it's to try to uh, transform that behavior into something uh, that is more loving, more helpful, more hopeful. So my friend who was reacting out of this way was reacting how we all react out of this visceral sort of revenge, sort of, I'm going to get real justice. But that's not real justice. To hate people because they have fallen. To do away with people because they make mistakes. That's shaming. That's guilting. That's punishing. That's retribution. That's everything that love is not. Now, you may be saying to yourself, well, Skip, what about extreme examples? What about people who murder other people? Again, no one is saying that the action is good. <laughs> and that goes, you know, for from stealing a piece of candy from your corner store to the most egregious thing. No one's agreeing that we should harm or take other people, take their candy or their life. What I'm saying is this, what I'm saying is this, that those actions come from a deep sense of disconnection and brokenness from our own humanity. And until we address that, until we address that disconnection from who we really are, regardless if we're a criminal or not, we're going to always have Racism, poverty. We're always going to have prisons that are full of people who can't be reformed, who, who suffer from their own brokenness. We're always going to have addictions until we, as a collective humanity, understand that we have been programmed in ways that keep us locked in to unresolved uh, ways of thinking, unresolved ways of being. <clears throat> We're going to keep perpetuating these things that keep us stuck in that place. And what keeps us stuck many times in, in places is things like guilt, shame, punishment, revenge, hatred, disgust, um, they are self-centered motivations when, in fact, when we live out of our authentic self, we still don't approve of the action, but we understand that there's a reason for it, that somewhere someone was broken, somewhere someone was disconnected from themselves. If we had, a, if we had justice systems if we had 
systems of recovery rather than systems of punishment. If we had systems of discovery rather than systems of hatred, we would live in a different world. You may think this to be naive. A lot of people may think, ah, he doesn't know what he's talking about. But let me tell you, folks, that what I'm saying comes from my own experience of being the one shamed, being the one guilted, being the one punished. That that does not resolve, that does not transform, that does not change someone into more authentically them. I'm going to leave you with this. Why do you think that when people get out of prison or out of drug treatment, they automatically go back to that life because they don't know any better? They've not been taught their authenticity. As a matter of fact, they come out of prison better criminals often because the way they perceive life is reinforced because they're locked away with everyone who perceives in the same way. What if, what if, what would a life, what would a world look like? What would a, how would a life be changed if while they're being held accountable for their actions, there was healing offered, there was grace offered, and there was love offered? This, my friends, is not easy stuff. This is not. <laughs> this is uh, so difficult that, uh, People will just shake their head and, and walk away from this. Uh, it's easier to choose the matrix than to be free from it. It's easier to choose the false reality than to challenge our thinking. But that's not what we're about here at Finding Meaning. We're about really coming to terms with how mistaken we are about the reality we live in and then trying to form a new one out of love. Anyway, um, I hope that made sense. I really wanted to talk about that this morning. I thank you for your time, and have a great day, my friends. Bye-bye. Peace.